0: Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts, I'm your host Tyler Callahan, and we are finally going over the Memorial Day weekend numbers, which will be the main focus of the episode, or more specifically, how Top Gun Maverick is dominating theaters around the world. Let's get straight to it. Since it was Memorial Day weekend, the numbers will be in a four-day format to include Monday. Opening in first place is... Top Gun Maverick with a huge $160.1 million. Dropping the second place is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness with $21.1 million for a total of $375.4 million. Opening in third place is the Bob's Burgers movie with $15 million. Fourth place was Downton Abbey A New Era with $7.5 million for a total of $30 million. And in fifth place was The Bad Guys with 6.1 million for a total now of 82.8 million. So let's talk about the latest summer blockbuster, Top Gun Maverick. It exceeded my expectations of around $100 million for an opening weekend, and it went all the way to $160 million. This makes it not only the first $100 million plus opening for Tom Cruise. Yes, shockingly, Tom Cruise has never had a movie open above $100 million. But obviously, his biggest domestic opening weekend ever. For Paramount, this is the biggest opening for them since the summer of 2011 with Transformers Dark of the Moon. And to top it all off, the Memorial Day weekend of record has also been broken. That has been held by Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End since 2007 with 153 million. As for the people who went to see the film, well, they are loving it, giving it a rare A plus cinema score. Right now, everything is set for it to have strong legs against upcoming films, and it is getting a reputation of a feel-good film that is also just simply a great summer blockbuster that does not involve massive CGI fights, superheroes, dinosaurs, and all that. As of now, for Paramount, this year has basically played out perfectly for them and so far, and it's the best year I'd say they'd have in a bound decade. As for Disney, well, Bob's Burger it did about as well as they would expect. Even pre-COVID, I'm not sure this would have been a hit anyway. The show was really popular before, yes, but then the movie should have been out like three or four years ago. And Doctor Strange is definitely going to hit 400 million domestic at this point. China had another quiet weekend. Opening in first place was Doramon Nobita's Little Star Wars with 2.9 million. In second place was The Bad Guys with 2.8 million for a total now of 29.7 million. Third place was Man on the Edge with 1 million for a total now of 21.5 million. And fourth place was Love Terrace Apart with 880,000. With a total now of fifty-six point five million. Lastly, in fifth place was *The Secrets of Dumbledore* with four hundred and ninety thousand, for a total of twenty-seven million. The main thing that stands out here is *The Bad Guys* is doing really well in China. All things considered, I mean, right now it's the highest-grossing Hollywood film in China this year, until *Jurassic World Dominion* comes out. I would say, if that if that does successful there then the studio having the most success in China would be Universal. Warner Brothers is doing solidly with The Batman and Fantastic Beasts, but no breakout hit. Sony, besides Uncharted, doesn't really have much of a presence there. No Venom, no Spider-Man. And, well, it's still more of a presence than Sony, uh... And, well, it's still more of a presence than Disney. Now, let's look at the international numbers where Top Gun Maverick also did really well. The film opened in 62 markets to make 124 million for a worldwide opening weekend of 284.1 million. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness made 22.9 million for a worldwide total of 868.7 million. The Bad Guys made 5.8 million for a total of 197.6 million. The Secrets of Dumbledore is now at 394.7 million. And the Northman is at $66.7 worldwide. So I think the biggest news in Hollywood is the latest shakeup at Warner Brothers. While he was not a part of the initial removals from Warner Brothers, Toby Emmerich has stepped down as head of the studio. However, he will not be leaving it. So who is replacing him? Well, it's the ones we talked about a few weeks ago who left MGM. Michael DeLuca and Pam Amde, who will join the studio later this summer after their contract with MGM ends. As for why Mr. Emmerich is stepping down, well, with the shakeup in how Warner Brothers is run, he technically has less direct power if he stayed in his previous position. Uh, David Zaslav is changing how Warner Brothers is run by making it more like Disney. So instead of one massive studio, Warner Brothers will now be comprised of multiple ones. There will be the Warner Brothers slash New Line Cinema, which will be the majority of Warner Brothers films. There will be Warner Brothers animation and then DC. So again, a lot like Disney, each one of these labels will have a head running it, who will then now report to DeLuca and Amdi. But as I mentioned earlier, Emmerich is not leaving the company, and instead Zazlov has given him a production deal with Warner Brothers. So he will stay around, build up a team, and work on producing content. I think overall this isn't a bad move for the studio. Emmerich was okay as a person running it. But there was nothing that stood out during his time, except Joker. Also, the Luca and MD have a solid record and MGM, so if they are allowed to do what they feel they need to do to make the studio better, I think they'll succeed. As for the studio being split into, you know, I guess smaller studios or labels, however you want to call it, I also think that is a solid move. It helps keep them more flexible in making their lineup, and clearly this kind of organization has worked wonders for Disney. Deadline has an exclusive on Next Story, and that is the casting announcement for an upcoming A24 film. The film is called Wizards, directed by David McCoy, and stars Pete Davidson, Naomi Scott, and Sean Harris. As for the new casting announcement, well, Orlando Bloom has joined the film. The film would also be produced by both A24 and Plan B, which would be the fourth film the companies have worked on together. The previous three include Moonlight, Minari, and The Last Black Men in San Francisco. It is not known yet when the film will start production so far, just based on who is making the film and the cast so far. I'm looking forward to watching it. Another casting announcement we got is from Lionsgate, and it is for their Hunger Games prequel, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Rachel Zelger has signed on to play the female lead of Lucy Gray-Baird. This is a film I'm keeping an open mind on, because it can be good, but can also be really bad. Rachel Zellger, who made her debut in West Side Story last year, was great in it, so they have the acting talent ready. Just, is the script going to be good? That we're going to have to wait and see. And for the third casting announcement, another exclusive from Deadline, Danella Melancore uh, will be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in a small role. It is not clear yet what character she'll be playing. She was great last year in the Suicide Squad, and I'm glad she's getting more work. Uh, besides that, she's also filming Fast X. I I wonder how that production's coming along. For trailers, we got one this week, and that is for The Menu, a film from 20th Century Searchlight, starring Ralph Fiend, Joy, LaJoy, Nicholas Holt, and directed by Mark Malloyd. I've been looking forward to this film since it was announced last year, and the trailer so far is keeping me interested in it. It comes out in theaters November 18th, though based on the trailer, I wouldn't recommend watching this after Thanksgiving dinner. Just a hunch. <laughs> For VOD Premium, we go to HBO Max, where they have announced that they will not be moving forward with a third season of Raised by Wolves. This was one of the first HBO Max original shows and was produced by Ridley Scott. No official reason has been given, just an announcement from HBO Max thanking everyone for their hard work. Uh, Personally, I think the higher-ups are looking at views compared to budget and decided it was not worth it. It is a sci-fi show, so I doubt it was cheap to make. Now I have not used the word cancelled yet because apparently there is a push in Hollywood to get a show the third season. Ridley Scott's production company is holding talks with other companies and trying to get it greenlit. How would that work if the deal gets done is not clear. Will they take season one and two with them off HBO Max? Do they even own the rights to it? Or is it solely owned by HBO? But yeah, if they can't get a third season, then yeah, it's canceled. The news, honestly, though, does not surprise me. The first season made some splashes when it first came out, but the second season came and went, and from what I saw online, not many people talked about it. If they ain't talking about it, then the viewership numbers are likely very bad for it. But I do hope for everyone involved that they can get a third season going. Now we go to Paramount, where they have pulled a theatrical release to go to Paramount+. Plus. Secret Headquarters, starring Owen Wilson, was set to be released in theaters in August. Instead, it will premiere on Paramount+, and it only be available in theaters in countries where the service is not available yet. This gonna be one of two things. One, they know the movie would not do well, and since they've been having a great time at the box office, they don't want to ruin it, so they pull it. Or two, they think it's good, but since it won't make much, they're pushing it to Paramount Plus to give it a boost in exclusive content. We will see which move it was when we see reviews for it. Also for Paramount Plus, a trailer was released for Beavis and Butthead Do The Universe, a film starring the animated characters. The film comes out June 23rd. Finally, Disney is starting their promotion for the live-action adaptation of Pinocchio. They released a teaser trailer and a poster, with the film set to come out September 8th. I do feel with how quiet September is, Disney is making a mistake by not releasing it in theaters for 45 days or even 30. Just think, they're leaving that extra cash on the table by releasing it straight on Disney+. Plus. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Box Office Receipts. Thank you for listening, and see you next time.